Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. Today, we're chatting with Lisa Simone Richards on how to grow beyond your audience and get more exposure. Lisa is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentorship programs, she gives you the insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning on social media or wasting more money on Facebook ads. Her clients learn a lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility, which makes them more sales. They go from invisible to in demand, getting interviewed on top podcasts, partnering with big names in their industry, and building their authority expert status, being featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes Inc., and more. I'm really looking forward to chatting with Lisa because I hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about how it's getting harder and harder to stand out from the crowd online, how frustrating it is to see their social media follow account or their email list size go up by one, down by one, up by three, down by two. It can be really frustrating when you know you've got a great message to share and you can help people. You just need to get in front of more of them. So welcome, Lisa. I'm really glad to have you here with me today. I'm so excited for this conversation, Marissa. This will be a fun chat. Yeah, this is a topic that resonates with so many coaches and service providers, entrepreneurs of any kind, really. The more visibility we can get, the more we can boost our authority. But getting started, especially, that's the big thing I hear over and over again. You know, I don't know anyone. I've got no contacts. I don't know where to start. So, yeah, I'm so looking forward to your insights. And I've got a few questions if you're happy for me to jump in and fire them at you. Go for it. You bring the Q's, I'll bring the A's. (laughs) Lovely. All right. So media has changed a lot over the past 10 to 15 years, and there are a lot of options now for exposure, but that can make it hard to choose which direction to go in. So what do you think is the best media strategy in terms of visibility and building authority? Is there a trending platform that we should be aiming for, or should we stick to more traditional media? What do you think? It's been so interesting to watch the landscape evolve. And I can definitely say, you know, a few years ago, I was like, am I still relevant? Like I'm a publicist who doesn't have a cable subscription, who no longer buys magazines, hasn't read a physical newspaper since God knows when. So I definitely had a moment of being like, oh, Um, but then, you know, you learn about all the different platforms that exist. What I love is that the principles of what I do haven't changed over 20 years. Figure out where your ideal client is hanging out, figure out what, what, uh, who's the person, sorry, who has uh, access to that platform and figuring out a message with value that makes them say, yes, you can come on my podcast or you can do it live in my Facebook group, whatever that might be. So in terms of figuring out what the right platform is, at the most simple level, I advise that people have what I call a healthy media mix. And here's what I mean by that. People like to consume information in one of three ways. They have a preference. It's either watching it, reading it, or listening to it. So make sure you're showing up in each of one of those three ways so that no matter how your client likes to consume information, they can get it from you. So maybe that means being interviewed on a podcast so your ideal client can hear you. Maybe it's going live in somebody else's Facebook group or speaking on a virtual stage or guest training in someone's mastermind so people can see you. And then maybe it's 
it's also writing a guest blog post for a site that's not your own, just so you're getting in front of some new people so someone else can read about you. And a really simple step to get started with, just so I'm not giving some conceptual ideas, but actual things that people can do, you can go on Google and type in write for us, W-R-I-T-E for us and whatever your niche or specialty is, write for us online business, write for us nutrition, write for us um, keto, whatever it could be. It'll bring up some websites that are looking for content from experts just like you. So that's a great way to get started. I love that. That's such a simple idea, but it's so doable. You can do it today, literally, and get your word out there straight away. That's so good. That's really clever. And I love clever hacks like that. See, you've only been listening for a few minutes and you're already getting visibility tips. So that isn't a spoiler to stay till the end. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? I really love how you talked about reach different people on different styles of content consumption because that's such a good point. If you are only ever on podcasts, you're only reaching a third of your audience. And if you're only writing for blogs and you know articles for more mainstream sites, you're still reaching a lot of people, but you're cutting out two thirds. That's a really, really good point. And sometimes as a listener or as a follower, as a content consumer, I actually go through phases myself. Like I'll binge podcasts for three months and then I'll really get into reading articles. So yeah, it's it's a really good way to kind of catch all and be in front of everybody. I love that. Yeah. You know, an example I think of is my husband and I love to cook together and a recipe that we make every few weeks is a Thai red curry. And for me, YouTube is my crack. Like it's on all day. So I will watch the recipe, pause it, do the thing in the kitchen, play it, do the thing, pause. And he's just like, I have heard this woman talk about her stupid Thai red curry so many times. Can we just read the blog post on how to do this? Like, I don't want to hear it again. So we still want to get to the same place at the end of the day, but we both have a different way that we're going to get there. Yeah, that's a really good example. Okay, cool. So I've got some steps to go with. We know what we do straight away for an action today. So actually, if you've got anything else on where do we start, that would be great. How do we start getting featured and getting exposure? If we've never done it before, we've got no contacts. Is it all as easy as just Googling and throwing it out there or... Yeah. What's it like? 100%. Do relationships help? Absolutely. Um, There's nothing better than when you've developed a relationship with an editor or producer or a podcast host and you're, they're just a text message away. Hey, had an idea for a show. Sound good? Next Tuesday? Cool. Love when it's that simple. And for those of you who aren't watching, I was typing on my invisible phone there, uh, (laughs) having an imaginary conversation. But the truth is a lot of people will come to me, especially when they're looking to work with me from an agency perspective. They're like, who do you have relationships with? And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Where do you want to be seen? What matters to you? Okay, great. I can find anybody, find their email address, come up with a media worthy idea that's going to make sense and be valuable for their audience and get you in the door that way. So are relationships helpful? 100%. And can anyone do this completely from scratch? It's literally as simple as thinking about number one, where is my ideal client getting their information? Mm. Don't think about this in your head. Go ask them. Are they with ask them? Where do you get information on the topic? I'm, you know, an expert in where do you get info on fitness, business relationships? And they will say, Oh, I like this website. I follow this influencer. This is a brand I resonate with. This is a podcast I listen to. Great. Now you know that that's somewhere that more people just like that are going to be hanging out. Um, So just start off with there, get really specific on what is the place. And then from there, you can figure out, okay, who's the person who writes articles on that topic? Or who is the host of that podcast? Who is the producer of that 
TV show. And the good news is everything is just a Google away. You can type in breakfast television segment producer and it will bring up their name. Then you can type in their name, you know, in Toronto here, that's Janina Paul Harris. I can then type in Janina Paul Harris email address and it'll probably come up. So it's literally that simple. It's not necessarily a matter of who you know. It's a matter of can you figure out how to do it because it's really not that hard. That is so awesome. So I think people just really need to get over that mindset of I can't do this or I'm not good enough because I think really that's what holds us back because you're right. We could all search the host of the podcast or the host of the YouTube show or the person on the production team. That's that's a really good point. And I have to admit me, I've been working online for over 10 years now and I still get nervous with outreach. I still think, will they have heard of me? Do they think I'm legit? Will they think my ideas are silly? And that's really all holding me back that way. So, and I bet I'm not the only one too. I bet we're all kind of struggling there. So just get started, find their contact info and reach out is the best way to do it. I find no matter what stage people are at, whether they're brand new and they've never gotten visibility before, whether they've been doing it for a few years and maybe they've done a few podcasts and guest training sessions here and there, or even if they are doing this all the time and they've been featured on Forbes and they're now going to go speak on stage with Tony Robbins, like that imposter complex comes up no matter what. Who am I to put myself out there? Am I worthy? Has this already been said? Is somebody else saying it? So, I mean, if anyone who's listening to this is feeling that way, you are 100% not alone. I am very certain that I could handle a lot of people Oprah's specific email address and write an awesome pitch and they would never hit send on it because they wouldn't think that they were ready yet. So a lot of it really does start with that mindset. One of the first things I have my clients do is create a not so humble brag sheet. And this is where I ask them to list out like, okay, let's remind you of why you're worthy of this opportunity. How much time have you invested? You know, I've been a publicist for 20 years. So we've got 20 years of my career, but I also spent four years of undergrad learning everything I could because I knew in first year I was going this route. Back when I was in high school, I did public speaking. I was a debater. Thanks mom for making me a little bit of a nerd, but that makes it really easy for me to do public speaking now. So, you know, I can trace back from the time I was like 12 years old. I mean, I told you about getting published by the time I was 11. So we can chalk back from 11 to 38, all the years I've put in, giving Mm. myself away here. Um, So start (laughs) off with how much time have you put in? Think about how much money have you invested in your craft and in your knowledge? Um, I have been, I was in PR school. I was an undergrad. I was an independent school before I've done numbers of unpaid internships. Like all of that adds up in terms of dollar value. I've worked with online business coaches. Like I've invested multiple six figures in my education. So when I think about like, Oh, is my, like, are people going to be interested in what I put out there in terms of visibility? I am crunching down 20 years of knowledge, hundreds of thousands of dollars of time spent and things learned for people in six months. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I can put that offer out there. And then going beyond that, we've thought about the time, we've thought about the money, let's talk about the results. What results have you created for yourself? What results have you created for your clients? Chances are the fact that you're in the industry that you're in means that you've created results for somebody or else you wouldn't be doing it. There's a reason I'm not an accountant. So think about what are the results you've created for yourself and for your clients and list those out. Because as you start going through those, again, it's going to keep reminding you of who you are. And all of a sudden you're like standing a little taller and straighter. And when you look at those results in your face, it's no longer subjective. Am I good enough? It becomes objective factual information staring you in the face. 
Yeah, that is gold. I'm like, you had me sold before you even started talking about results. I was like, you're right. All of that experience, all of that education. And then you said results. And I was like, wait, that's the first thing I normally look for. And I'd forgotten all about it. There's so much power in really looking back and recognizing all of the things that you've done and all of the experience you've had and all of the successes that you've seen on any level. It's all important, relevant stuff. That is such a good point. All right. So we've got our ideas on how to find people. We've got our confidence to do the outreach. I'm very much a step-by-step follower, a system sort of person. If there's a simple system to do something so that I'm going to actually consistently repeat it over and over again, I'm much more likely to do it. And I think a lot of the listeners of this podcast are the same. So I know in your intro, we talked about you teaching your clients a lather, rinse, repeat system. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What it, what that involves? Sure. I will like get real naked with everyone and let you in on my lather, rinse, repeat system for 2022. So for me, for 2022, I'm going all in on podcast guesting. Hi, hello. Thanks for having me on your show today. Um, I find for my clients and I, this is the most powerful lead gen strategy that brings in qualified clients. Somebody who's listened to me talk on a show for 30 minutes about visibility. And if they've listened all the way to the end and they've downloaded my lead magnet, that means they're a highly likely candidate. And I know someone who listens to one podcast typically listens to eight. So what's it like for someone to like what I'm talking about and then search my name on their podcast provider and find me on a bunch of shows and be able to binge listen me. So my strategy for 2022, when it comes to lather, rinse, repeating is I'm honestly using the same podcast pitch over and over again. I do personalize it and customize it to the show that I'm sending it to, but I send 10 podcast pitches out every single week. And I also follow up with the 10 shows that I reached out to the week before, if I haven't heard back, it takes me 30 minutes a week. And that's all I do every Tuesday around 7 PM when I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix. I am. Am I bored of listening to myself speak? Am I bored of saying? the same thing all the time? Yes, I am. But what I get to remember is it's only me hearing it over and over and over again. I'm taking the same talk and putting it in front of somebody new who may have never heard me before. And even if they've heard me two or three times, they probably don't remember, but I'm creating that consistency. So it's really powerful about having a message that you can use over and over again, and just putting it in front of new faces is that by the time someone comes onto your sales calendar to book a call with you, they can repeat your systems and processes back to you because they've listened to you. They know your methodology and they're serious about wanting to take that next step with you. So that's how I'm lather, rinsing and repeating for 2022. Just pitch 10 podcasts, follow up with 10 podcasts every Tuesday, 7 PM over and over and over again. And it's so systematic that I can do it while watching TV. It so speaks to me. Hold on. I have to say this week, the TV (laughs) of choice is the Kardashians. So love it or hate it, but that's what it is this week. The new one I'm yet to watch. We're getting an episode each week. So I'm trying to hold off so I can binge them all in one weekend. (laughs) Uh, If I watch, if I binge watch them in a weekend, my brain would turn to mush. Like I love binging things, but I I think I can only tolerate so much of the five of them in one shot. So I, I, this one works for me weekly. Yeah. I really, really love how you've got that system and you've actually allocated a date and a time for it. Cause that kind of speaks to me. I'm that person. It's not so much, you know, I've got friends who are like, how can you be so rigid? But it's not rigid for me. It's just a rhythm. It's a routine. It's a pattern that flows. And to know that I'm going to be doing that at the same time each week means it's kind of just automatically slotting itself into the rest of my life. And it's quite a chill way to do it. So that's really, really yeah. good. It's funny when I look at, so for anyone who's listening, maybe watch the recording, some bit show what my calendar looks like every week. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
This is how I break up my weeks. So you can see each day here yep. and I'm everything's color coordinated. So I can look and see, oh, yep, we did this every Thursday. This shows up in pink and I just repeat. And if you look at the week before, it probably looks pretty similar. No, we have to find another middle of the week page. Kind of similar. The colors are a little off, but I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Business isn't about coming up with a new strategy every single week. Like that's a recipe for doing it wrong for sure. Yeah, you're right. There's no consistency when you're hopping from one thing to another. You never get anything done. You don't get to master anything and get really good at it. So doing the same Nailed thing it. over and over again really, really pays off, especially when you're talking over the terms of, say, 12 months. That can be exponential growth in terms of your business, provided you're doing it on a regular basis and not just booking it into your calendar and not actually doing it on the day. Yeah. that's really Oh, good. no. I bet it, And I find for me, because I have one thing, one thing that I'm holding myself accountable to every single week, mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to disappoint myself. If I have six things that I have to do, like, you know, for me in 2021, my big thing was getting consistent with doing a weekly live show on Facebook mm -hmm. every Tuesday at 10 AM. And there were mornings I don't feel like it. And I could talk myself out of it. No, one's going to notice if I don't do it. Finally, I got consistent with showing up and people notice sometimes if I don't do it now. So now that I've got that system in place, now we've added the next one. So I keep it simple. I'm not setting myself up to fail. If I just know I'm doing this one thing every week, like check, check, check. Can I just say too, as a podcast host that you pitched to, it was literally the best pitch I've ever seen. And you were, Woo! oh, it was like straight away. I felt like I'd known you for years and it was such an easy pitch to read. Everything flowed. It made sense. You were talking to me in terms of, yeah, my audience are really going to love this particular topic. And you were right. We love this kind of topic. But the follow-up too. Now I'm known for being organized, but it's super ironic because I completely missed your first email. I read it. I loved it. I got distracted by, I don't know, life, something happened. And I'm sure I'm not the only host that does that. Probably everybody gets distracted by things, doesn't realize they haven't replied. So when you did your follow-up, I was like, oh, I'm so glad you did because I really wanted to do this episode. So yeah, I would highly recommend if anybody wants to work on podcast pitching, I'm going to send them straight to you if you don't mind. Oh, I can share a resource at the end of the episode where they can see the exact word for word pitch that I use and I get a fill in the blank template. So we can talk about that a little more later. And I know I keep saying it, we're giving you spoilers. So you listen all the way to the end. I love your work, Lisa. You are amazing. So before we and go can into- Can I share one more thing, Marissa? Oh, yeah, totally. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but just because we were talking about the power of the follow-up, I think it's actually really important for listeners to know this. So I shared with you that I pitch 10 podcasts every week and I follow up with 10. So that means I'm reaching out to 40 shows every month. Mm -hmm. Um, typically I book 10 shows in a month. That's my, um, a little, maybe like 11 or 12 shows a month is my average. And that's my goal baseline of 10, 50% of the shows that I book. So five out of those 10 shows, it's because I followed up. Wow. It got lost in the shuffle. It was in spam. They were in the middle of a launch. Like I have learned so much. It is not personal. If someone doesn't get back to me, life happened. Maybe there was a cute kitten on Instagram stories and that just what squirrel and they were gone. Like it happens to me all the time. So the path not following up is absolutely leaving money on the table without a doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, before we go into where they can find your resources then, any other quick tips that you can think of that you want to share anything that stands out that you want to let people know about? I think we shared a number of tips today that are really easy that people could put into practice. So I would share another, but I don't want to overwhelm people. You could take one of these tips and literally get a result from it. So if anything, listen back again, write down your action steps and actually do them. 
I love that. I love that. So from Googling right for us and the topic to actually looking up the person who is behind the blog or the show or the podcast and reaching out to them, creating a template and doing it on a regular basis. That is awesome. It makes it so much easier. And it's not like, you know, I know traditionally I remember getting a ton of PR emails that were exactly the same. They'd forget to change their name up the top. And so templates get a bad name. But honestly, I really feel like when you use templates correctly, so much easier. They still have plenty of warmth. They still have plenty of personalization if you do them right. So yeah, let's talk about where we can get your template from then. Where can people find it? So if people want to know how I write a podcast pitch that gets a reaction like that, and the truth is I only change four things in each podcast pitch. I, I just have to change one, two, three, and four, and then I can hit send on it. Uh, you can download my podcast pitch template at www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com. And when you download it, you'll get my word for word pitch. And I'll also give you a fill in the blank template. So you can create your own version as well that you can lather, rinse and repeat. So again, that's at www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com. Wonderful. And I'll leave a link in the show notes. So it's really easy to access for anyone who's listening, no matter what platform they're on as well. That sounds so good. This has been such a powerful 30 minutes, Lisa. Thank you so much for being here. You are amazing. You're a fantastic guest, but you're also a real, you know, authority on this. I love how you just know your stuff, know exactly what you're doing, know exactly what we need to hear in the position that we're in, in terms of our business. It's just been wonderful talking to you. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. And again, for everyone who's listening, if you stay till the end, you liked some of this. So actually do what we talked about today and let the work you're spending so much time and effort on, let it reach more people and make a bigger difference in the world. Wonderful. Okay, everybody. I hope you have found this episode helpful and enjoyed listening to us chat and I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.